Blog Talk Radio. Joining me on the show today, uh, reporters from Scout.com, Rivals, 247 Sports, as we do every Wednesday. I did take a break last Wednesday. Apologize for that, folks. Um, Sometimes life gets in the way. Uh, But I'm very happy to be back here with you, and uh, I will have my lineup tonight. Andrew Spivey joins me from GatorCountry.com. Woody Womack from Rivals.com will join me tonight, talk a little southeast, recruiting Ryan Bartow, 247 Sports will join me tonight, national recruiting uh, analyst for 247 Sports. He'll be on. Greg Biggins will be out to talk West Coast recruiting with me from scout.com. Bill Green, uh, holding down the Midwest. He'll be here to talk, um, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, and uh, the state of Ohio recruiting here with me. And then we'll uh, end this all up with Rob Cassidy, who will uh, we'll focus on University of Miami recruiting under the interim coach, uh, Larry Scott and the uh, crew over there at the University of Miami. But, but, and, and, after uh, the recruiting roundtable, I will have a very special guest. He's been a trending topic all day long, and that is the uh, gentleman formerly known as Clutch Like MJ. Going to join me here on the Gridiron Stud Show tonight to talk about what everyone was talking about today, and that is, of course, um, his account being outed as not being a real person, um, you know, not his picture, not, and everything else that went down. We will be talking about that tonight. And again, clutch like MJ, Ryan Bryant, Neil Cool, whatever you guys out there want to call him on this day, will be joining me on the show tonight. So uh, stay tuned for that. All right, uh, here's my here's my whole message. I, obviously, I wake up this morning. You think it's a normal Wednesday, um, but Twitter breaks. My Twitter breaks. My timeline breaks. Obviously, big long story uh, going on up and down about uh, this clutch like MJ, who is a uh, Florida Gators um, mega fan, if you would call it, a uh, gentleman who uh, put out some pretty good videos, friends with. Several of the Florida Gators players, um, known to perhaps have conversations with some of the coaches, um, knew a lot of people both in front of and behind the scenes in Florida Gators football. And as such, 
was able to have a lot of information. And some of the information right, some of the information wrong. That's the will of reporting. So that's the first thing I want to take off. uh, Listen, things go on. What we have in the social media is this. There is a feeding frenzy. It's almost like on a daily basis you get people that are just sitting there in front of their timeline waiting for someone to fall. You're waiting for Ronda Rousey to get knocked out. You're waiting for information to come out about Bill Cosby. Uh, You're waiting for the Charlie Sheen. It's just like your life revolves around that and then the feeding frenzy starts and it starts with the memes and then it starts with all the comments and everyone wants to just kill a guy. I'm not here to kill clutch like MJ. Matter of fact, quite the opposite. The people out there talking about scam, how did he scam? What was the scam? He charged people for information, information that he had. Maybe sometimes the information wasn't right. Hey, man, check Rivals 247 Scout and all that. Check your local newspapers. Check your digital media. Check it all. They're not always correct. Sometimes information changes. And if you're in the business of trying to break news before it actually breaks, sometimes things change and the information won't be correct. So what I observed on this day were a lot of self-righteous people What I observed was a lot of self-serve in people going after the kid. And I think they were doing it for their own benefit, to trump themselves up. To push their own agenda. I mean, we get a lot of people out there to try to act like they're not doing anything wrong. And they're just going to take off on the first guy. They're going to take off on anything, you know, any little bit of tragedy, any little person that slips on a banana peel, anyone that falls, they're there and they're ready to take off on and act like, hey, man, I'm not doing anything wrong. Get real. Get real. It's kind of like when I go after these fans when they make fun of another team. You know how Florida State was making fun of the two Florida Gator guys blocking each other? And then, lo and behold, what what picture was I able to post up last week? Oh, it was two Florida State players blocking each other. Man, be careful about pointing that finger. So you got a lot of people that were pointing the finger at clutch like MJ today. They just couldn't wait for it. And you know what? Um, to some extent, I I can understand that. Because, damn, if you weren't a Florida Gators fan, this guy was annoying. I mean, if you're in a pickup basketball game with this guy, you're getting a technical foul. If you're in a football game with this guy, you're taking a 15-yard penalty, probably a couple unsportsmanlikes, and he's just he just had a way to get up under the skin. It was a talent. It was an art. So Florida State fans hate the kid. Miami fans hate the kid. He was very good at annoying. So if you are in that group and you're just delighting in this fall on his face, then, you know, I guess have at it. I mean, he annoyed you. But some of you media guys that are jumping all over this because you now are happy this kid, this this guy, he did your job better than you did. A lot of you reporter types. And, you know, I'm not going to win any friends saying stuff like that. But the kid went out and got information. Maybe there's something that you need to learn from him. He befriended some people 
in high places and got information. And don't sit here and act like the information he put out there was always wrong. Yeah, I saw the screenshots of some of the phone conversations. And God, some of you guys are just dirty. You you had stuff there and you just sat and you waited and you waited and you waited. And you were just looking for that time to drop that bomb. Man, I hope your day doesn't come. Because, uh, as they say, God doesn't like ugly. But nevertheless, it's not a hoax, folks. So if you're just tuning in, it is not a hoax. Clutch Like MJ is going to join me here on the Gridiron Stud Show tonight. And uh, I guess got a story to tell. We'll ask the questions. We'll try to get the answers. But, uh, you know, he had a cult-like following there. He had a cult-like following with the Gators fans. And um, there are a ton of them that would be sorry to see him go and – and. Uh, Hell, man, what are we going to do without the videos? I mean, the videos were nice, okay, if you're a Florida fan. you got to be loving those. And you got to love the way he went after opposing fans. you got to love that. Don't act like you aren't going to miss that stuff. Anyway, there'll be a story to tell. There'll definitely be a story to tell. And uh, he'll be here to tell it. But before that, we're going to talk uh, some recruiting here on the show tonight, as we always do. And, uh, again, I'm going to have guys from Rivals, 247sports, scout.com, all here to talk about uh, recruiting because we're getting to that time. The regular season is over. We're heading to the playoffs. Some of you guys' top recruits for the schools you love are now done. Football season is over. Some of these guys' senior years are over. Their high school football careers are over. Now it's time to think about what school they're going to, and they may be coming to play for your school, and we need to know some of that stuff tonight. So, again, here's the lineup. Andrew Spivey from Gator Country, Woody Womack from Rivals, Greg Bartow from 247 Sports, Greg Biggins from Scout.com, Bill Green from Scout.com, and Rob Cassidy. From Rivals.com, and if you're familiar with any of these gentlemen and what area they cover, um, feel free to, you know, perhaps send in a question. Send in a question or two. Perhaps we can get it to our recruiting reporters. I know you guys are obviously big-time college football recruiting fans, so is there a question about your school that you might want answered? Drop it in there, and we'll see if we can get to it for I can't promise. can't promise that I will... Uh, get to all of these questions, but feel free to drop one on there. All right, so uh, we got a lot to get to on the show tonight. That's for sure. And uh, we're getting into the time of year where this recruiting stuff gets really, really, really crazy. The decommitments will come. The commitments out of nowhere are going to come. All that stuff's going to be flying in and out of the door here. There'll be some flips, and uh, it's going to get crazy. I mean, you ask me, that last recruiting cycle was completely crazy. I mean, the 11th hour stuff that went down, and it's seeming more and more like we're heading to the tables on recruiting and signing day, and we're having issues at the recruiting table. Byron Cowart comes to mind. 
C.C. Jefferson's ordeal over the last 24 hours leading up to his recruitment. That was quite the circus. You had stuff going on with the kid that uh, was going to go to UCLA. And uh, listen, folks, that's going to be the norm now, okay? You're going to have that going on every, every signing day because uh, this recruiting stuff is getting absolutely positively crazy. But obviously not as crazy as uh, what went down today. So, um, yeah, get ready for it. I'm going to take a quick break. When I get back, I'm going to have Andrew Spivey from Gator Country on with me to talk a little bit of Gator football recruiting. Stay with me. I'll be right back right after this. recruits out there, you want to get recruited by the colleges, step up and visit gridironstuds.com today. We've got college coaches visiting, we've got people visiting, we've got fans visiting. If you want to be seen, get your video up there right now. It's easy. Create a profile. Takes two minutes. Stop playing games. Get off of Facebook. Take control of your future. Gridironstuds.com is where you need to be today. Visit now, set your profile up, and let yourself be seen. Apologize to you regulars there that you know I'm used to a little variety in music and uh, advertisements. Still having my issues here with uh, Blog Talk Radio, so uh, a lot of my audio is missing. In fact, I've only got uh, three little pieces of audio here. We're gonna make that work on the show tonight because hey, listen, tonight it's not about the it's not about the music. Okay, I'm not a DJ. Okay, I'm not a DJ uh, Khaled. Or what a Khaled, whatever the hell you call that nincompoop. <laughs> but I can't. Another one. Never seen someone be a jackass and make more money in my life. But nevertheless, it won't be about that tonight. I can guarantee you it'll be about the content. And we're going to kick some of the content off tonight with my next guest who joins me each week here on the Recruiting Roundtable to talk Florida Gators football. And that is Andrew Spivey from Gator Country dot com. Andrew, how are we doing tonight? This is a wild day, man. This is a uh this is crazy day. This might be bigger than a uh, coaching search. <laughs> yeah, listen, man, this is just recruiting in this day and age of social media that uh a story such as this um just taking center stage, a trending topic. How about that? I woke up this morning to that. How about that? Yeah, I so, woke up this morning and think that you know Florida's got a new football coach or something. Thirty-eight messages and <laughs> people tell me check Twitter and this, that, and the other. Yeah, a little on the wild side. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It might get wilder here, all right, because the man himself will be joining me on the show tonight, and uh, you know I'm one of those folks that feels he has a story to tell and he should be able to tell it. So. Um, and he will do that. But let's talk Florida Gators football. Let's jump right into it. Well, I've talked to you on the show about, you know, the Florida Gators and the 2016 quarterback, probably a good idea. And uh, things have been going on with that. Felipe Franks, Jacob Eason, let's talk about those two names. What can you tell uh, Florida Gator fans and uh, recruiting experts and 
re- recruiting people that want to follow it. What can you tell us about those two names? Yeah, I think the Jacob Eason thing is kind of a, a dying down situation right now. Unless something terrible goes on at Georgia, uh, nothing's going to go on there, in my opinion. He enrolls at school mm-hmm. in January, uh, built a relationship there, but uh, the name for Florida fans to remember is Felipe Franks. Took the surprise mm-hmm. visit last weekend, and Chad, as you know, surprise visit means something's going on behind the scenes, under the table. Um, LSU didn't know about that trip. Uh, supposedly he's going to come back for the Florida State game and then an official to Florida. Um, just too many things are, are starting to fly under the radar with Franks. And uh, Coach McElwain made him a top priority during the bye week. And uh, McElwain loves those tall quarterbacks, and that's exactly what Felipe Franks is at six foot five. And uh, right now, if I was a betting man, I'd put my chips all on uh, Felipe Franks to be that uh, second quarterback for the Gators. Wow. Uh, you feel that strongly about it. Yeah, you know, I, I think that it's um, it's one of those deals where if you don't necessarily read what the kid says, we all know a kid's going to say what he's going to say, but if you read behind the, the lines a little bit, follow the actions of things, uh, again, I, I do. I feel comfortable with that. Anytime a kid starts telling coaches stuff they don't want to hear, uh, coaches are finding out through the media that he's visiting other schools, usually that's a telltale sign. And uh, right now I would be uh, – if, like I said, if I was a betting man, I'd bet on Franks in the Gators class. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously we would consider that um, a, a big get if you're a Florida Gators fan. Um, you know, you, you, do need a, you do need a quarterback in this draft class, and you, and you have another one, obviously, not to, not to, you know, throw that off to the side, but Felipe Franks is a big name. All right, so your quarterback, you get the quarterback, uh, you got to have some wide receivers to throw to. That's been the biggest story. I think that's the that's the biggest traffic and story um, with this 2016 class because it's it's a, it's a motherload of a class. Uh, 2016 wide receivers. So um, this is a question I'm likely to ask you each and every week up until signing day. What's the latest story with the wide receivers that the Gators are trying to bring in here for 2016? Is it going to shape up the way everyone is hoping it will? I think I think I think you can't miss. It's one of those deals where you, you could go with any of your five options remaining on the board and still have a great class. And you look at the guys they have committed now: a Josh Hammond, who's an Under Armour All-American; a Freddie Swain, that's you know dominating the summer camp circuits and really doing well this fall. Then a guy like Isaiah Johnson, who's a big receiver at Dwyer. Even a Rick Wells at Range, who maybe doesn't put up the numbers, but has done well in camp circuits. You look at those four guys. And you're still looking at big targets like Nate Craig Myers, the number one receiver mm-hmm. in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benjamin Victor, I know he's a he's a wild card leaning to Ohio mm-hmm. State right now, but still there. You got an Eli Stowe committed to Auburn, a Trey Nixon who's probably the fastest kid in the state of Florida at receiver. Then you got a guy mm-hmm. like Sam Bruce who's still committed to Miami. So I think it's one of those situations where Florida can't go wrong. But now it's going to be a, how many of these guys can you get in before they start feeling like okay, this is too big of a class and they start going elsewhere. Uh, well, how many Byers, wide receivers can can and will Florida take in this 2016 class? They would like to have six. There's no doubt. They'd like to have six in the class. Uh, but the mm-hmm. question is, does Nate Craig Myers feel too crowded in a six-receiver class? That's a question mm-hmm. that right now we can't say. And you and I both know Florida State, Auburn, the schools recruiting Nate are going to use that against him. So that's, in my opinion, where things are getting right now. Does Florida get crowded and it start being negative recruiting against those guys, or can they really mm-hmm. get six really quality receivers in the class? 
Another area that could be getting crowded is defensive end. I know this is going to seem a little weird to you uh, since this player plays on the team that I coach, but what can you tell us about Brian Burns and then how many how many bodies is you know the University of Florida going to take at that defensive end position? Had you told me two months ago Florida would be in the thick of things for Brian Burns, I'd have probably laughed. Not at you, but anybody else besides mm-hmm. you. I just seemed like mm-hmm. Georgia was going to be the by far favorite to land Brian Burns. Uh, I've been able to watch him several times. I think he's got one of the quickest first steps off the line in the uh, in in the league or in the country, and I, I like him a lot. But I think that. The biggest thing Florida's looking at right now, they lose a guy like Jonathan Board. They lose a guy like McAllister. Uh, you have guys like Brian Cox uh, that are older guys that could leave early or come back for one more year. They want four good defensive ends. They picked up Antonius Clayton and Ja'Kia Polite. They still have two more top targets on the board. Janoris Robinson that's committed to Florida State looking at Alabama and Florida. And then, as you said, Brian Burns. Would they take all four? Absolutely. I don't think they get all four. I think they get the Clayton and Polite and the one more guy, whether it's Burns or Robinson. Maybe first one gets in. Uh, but definitely mm. would take them. They need it. This defensive line yeah. playing really well. It's time to stock, you know, kind of restock with Chris Rock. Uh No doubt. And, you know, with recruits out there taking a look at what the Florida defensive line has been able to do, you know, the whole defense as a whole, but that defensive line especially, uh, you have to have a good feeling about being able to, you know, reach your full potential if you're coming in here. The floor, I mean, Florida has a good coach uh, on that defensive line position with Coach Rump, so uh, that's definitely a selling point for the Florida Gators. All right, man, not enough time to talk about everything. You know, as we shotgun our way through there, we got to have stuff for next week, don't we? That's right. Maybe, uh, no, maybe no breaking news next week. Let's keep it all clean. Hey, you never know in this day and age of social media who thought Charlie Sheen saying uh, he had HIV could get wiped out in less than 24 hours. But it, but it did. It did, at least on my timeline. So, hey, man, Andrew, thanks for coming on and talking Gators recruiting with us. You got it. Talk to you soon, Chad. All right. And for you folks uh, tuning in, yes, I'm going to have Clutch like MJ on with me on the show today. But uh, before I do that, I've got to go through my recruiting roundtable. And next up on the uh, schedule here is my man, Woody Womack. Always entertaining, always informative. Woody Womack from Rivals.com joins us. Woody, how is your day going? Well, probably a little better than yours. Uh, <laughs> 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 I just, boy, what a day, huh? What a day. I was oh, man, it, it started early, man. Dinner. It started early. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, I'll tell you what, very entertaining for me personally. You know me, I love when it when all chaos breaks loose. So, uh, oh, you know, I yeah, was, everyone I everyone had it. their frog in their tea uh, right at their side this morning um, watching it all go down. So, um, yeah, it's. It's it's here it's here for for us to deal with. All right, let's jump into let's jump into some uh, recruiting here. Uh, Thomas Kerr, yeah, decommitted from Florida State. What are the reasons behind that, and what's next for this young man? Well, you know, it's one of those things where you and I both know, and actually, uh, Rob and I discussed this on our podcast this week, which which we put up today. I just don't mm-hmm. think the relationship was there anymore. I think Florida State kind of uh, was ready to go in a different direction. Maybe had some other guys they liked more. And, you know, they took him early in the process. And, unfortunately, it's one of the ugly parts where, you know, it's a, it's a, they call it a mutual parting of ways. I think if he had his way, he would be going to Florida State. So they decided to move on. And that's why I never fault kids for wanting to look around. Like, you know, people get mad. Well, why is he committed if, 
if, if he's going to go visit other schools. Well, it's because you could get dropped uh, by uh, oh, yeah. who you're committed to without even knowing it. Yeah, it's a it's a tough business. It really is uh, for you know on both sides because you know uh, the same thing happens to the uh, college programs as well. Kid flips, decommits, but you know there's another side to this too. Schools will stop recruiting a guy, and then he's got to go scramble at the last minute, and it will happen this year. So I guess that's that's the story there. So what 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 is the latest on Florida State recruiting? What are they going to do at that position, and uh, what are the key updates you have on Florida State recruiting? Is it you know they've kind of Taking a little bit of a back burner, if I'm not mistaken. It just looks like things are falling back. Yeah, it's interesting right now. A lot of stuff is quiet. You know, we do a a weekly thing where we round up all the commitments, and there just hasn't been that many big guys come off the board. I think between between the playoffs going on, kids focusing on closing off their seasons and the coaching coaches focusing on theirs, we've seen things kind of stall out. I think, you know, Florida State's still in the mix for a lot of those big names, uh, like you guys talked about earlier. You know, maybe Nate Craig, maybe Benjamin Victor. I don't know where they go at defensive end, though. I mean, they, obviously they recruit nationally uh, at that at that position. We see guys, you know, like uh, Josh Sweat having an impact as a freshman, being from up north. So, you know, you never know who they're going to come and, and steal. But, uh, you know, there's not only a few spots left. We'll see if they create a few more to maybe kind of land some of these big fish as we uh, head down to the stretch. Yeah, uh, and listen, it's it's obviously going to get wild, um, especially for someone like a place like Florida State, because first of all, you know, Florida's on the rise, uh, so they're going to be obviously very competitive in the whole recruiting thing, and then you just still don't know what's going to go on at Miami. Is it going to be Charlie Strong? Is it going to be uh, Butch Davis? Is it going to be Mario Cristobal? Is it going to be... Um, you know, the ghost of Lou Saban. No one knows who's going to be there, and whoever it is that shows up, obviously, uh, comes with some, with you know, with some wind behind their back in the recruiting thing. So uh, that's going to be hot and heavy down down the road. Okay, one of the other stories that came out today, um, I was a little surprised at, is that the ice is getting thin under Les Miles' feet. Is that BS? If it is, what kind of an effect is that going to have on recruiting for LSU? Well, I think that, you know, personally, I, I talked to someone else about this tonight, I think it's a stupid story. I, I, I just don't see I just don't see it happening. I feel like he could lose the next two games and lose the bowl game and not get fired. Now, that's me. I know some people in Louisiana. I think we probably know some of the same guys down there. And, and the gist I get is, you know, it's more of a media story at this point now. Say they get, you know, they get blown out, and I'm sure it's going to take up some more legs, but – you know, on the recruiting front, LSU, especially in the state of Louisiana, they have the same pull as, you know, somewhere like Miami or like Florida, mm-hmm. where the kids from Louisiana they want to go there. So, right. If Miles, if my if Miles were to get fired, I think it would have an effect, especially, you know, schools like Alabama would try to reach in and steal a couple guys. But mm-hmm. I, I just don't see it happening. I don't think Les Miles is going anywhere personally. That's that's just. Uh, that's just what I yeah, think. I think if you're, talking to I think people. If you're LSU and what he's accomplished in the amount of time that he's been there, you can't do the whole going to fire you thing. Uh, you got to be a little more creative than that. You can't have the guy well, walk who are you going to go get? Yeah, who are you going to go get? Hey, look, the talk is that's, that's Jimbo Fisher's dream job, according to uh, some people. Uh, could you see envision that scenario? Well, you know, you always like to take shots at the media and how they, they, how we, which I include you in that mix. Someone, someone reads my Twitter account. <laughs> how, how we stir up stories. I think this is a perfect example of, 
hey, you know, let's stir some stuff up. It seems like every week someone's on a hot seat. You know, Charlie Strong had to come out today and have a press conference saying he wasn't going to Miami because of, you know, message mm-hmm. board fodder and stuff like that. I mean, that's that's just what I think this is. I just, I oh, think, are you uh, kidding me, man? These people down here will gladly play you the quote from Nick Saban at, in front of the uh, my, at the at the Miami Dolphins podium, saying, oh, "I'm not going to be the next Alabama coach." And uh, well, lo and behold, yeah, but that was him. That was him wanting to even take the money. That wasn't him. That wasn't him having an eighteen million dollar buyout or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, exactly. If they fired him, so yeah, uh, I a little, say, a little know, bit different. Take the money. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, isn't that that's that's what we do in this day and age? So, well, all right, Woody man, thanks for coming on and talking with us. Um, we're, you know, we're gonna have we'll probably know more about this whole Les Miles thing next week at this time when we talk. So look forward to that. Okay, appreciate it. All right, Woody Womack from Rivals dot com. Uh, you got to check out Woody's podcast that he's got over there uh, on Rivals dot com. The name of the podcast and it's a great name. It's called Commitment Issues. Um, and it talks about uh, recruiting down in the southeast. So definitely go check that one out. He does it with uh, Rob Cassidy, uh, another guest that I'm going to have on the show tonight. But before we get to Rob Cassidy, got to talk some national recruiting with uh, my next guest who's all over the place and always has his finger on the pulse. So it doesn't matter where I'm talking about, and that is Ryan Bartow from 247 Sports. Ryan, how you doing? Doing great out here in uh... – Paradise B, as I like to call it, in Southern California. I actually just left uh, Centennial High School in Corona. That was stop seven of the day. Got to see four-star receiver Javon McKinley, who put on a show in the playoffs last year. He's set to do it again this year, and that's a Notre Dame or Oregon deal for him. I know he's tripped to Tennessee, Washington. He's going to do UCLA December 11th, but he'll wind up uh, probably with the Irish or the Ducks and he'll announce at the Army game January 9th. Well, how come the Southern Cal Killers, uh, USC, are not uh, one or two on the list for this young man? Well, uh, they cooled on him. They, they've they got some guys just as good. And this mm. year was a great year in Southern Cal. There's nine four-star receivers. They got Mike Pittman out of Oaks Christian. They got the two kids out of Bishop Vermont, who I saw earlier today, Tyler Vons and Trevon Sidney. So, they're in good shape. They're not hurting at that spot at all. And uh, when there's nine to go around, they can't get them all. So they, that, that leaves the uh, doors open for, you know, UCLA, Washington, Arizona, states of the world. Yeah. Um, listen, I just had uh, Woody Womack on with me, and we talked a little bit about uh, Keir Thomas and, um, you know, his decommitment from Florida State. From your end, what did you hear about that and uh, why that happened? And what's next for the young man? Yeah, I, I mean, I was sitting there at Los Angeles High School, I think it was yesterday morning, when Kier gave me the scoop on that, and uh, Florida State had cooled on him. They hadn't mm-hmm. been in conversation with him for a month or two, and mm-hmm. so other schools, mainly Arkansas, Oklahoma, and especially uh, Auburn, definitely picked it up. And now, now you see Miami's staff that won't even be there in a couple of weeks, they finally offered him today, but... I think he's uh, one of the better D linemen, definitely, in the state of Florida. Got 12 sacks mm-hmm. this year. He had 20 sacks last year and 28 tackles for loss as a nose guard, playing out of position. So he's a high-motor guy. He's got a frame where he'll grow into and even be bigger. Auburn's sitting pretty right now, but he, like a lot of kids in South Florida, are waiting to see who the Hurricanes um, 
retire because ultimately at the end of the day he would like to stay in South Florida, but if not, then he's going to go play for Auburn. He's early in Raleigh too, so he'll have his decision before Christmas. Here's a school in this recruiting cycle that I am uh, going to be, you know, I'm especially interested in, and because of the amount of success that they're having on the field. Here, once again, Notre Dame finds himself in the thick of things. And, you know, you know, Notre Dame is the darling of college football. Everyone feels like they get away with murder and that everything is slanted towards <laughs> Notre Dame. But for their part, for their part, they're getting things done on the field, uh, and that has to mean something for them in the recruiting game. What's the latest going on with Notre Dame recruiting, and uh, what's some inroads that they're they're able to make? They're actually coming down to Southern Cal now and not getting their heart broken. They're getting some of the better kids here. They got the three-star safety DJ uh, Morgan, who I saw yesterday at Bosco National Powerhouse. Saw a kid this morning who's one of the best punt and kick returners in the country, and Damian Alloway. He's a four-star slot receiver, all-purpose back. Notre Dame's in great position to land him in early December. Javon McKinley, who I just saw maybe 10 minutes ago. Uh, Notre Dame leads heavily on the crystal ball for him. They just uh, got a commit on Monday from Dion McIntosh right down there in Fort Lauderdale at Cardinal Gibbon, so they got some speed there as well. So I think uh, you're seeing the residual effect where you have a program that has to recruit nationally and it's going into some of these hotbeds and actually pulling guys out the cycle. Uh, do you remember, Ryan, when the big problem with Notre Dame football was that they were not able to recruit the top athletes in the country because of the academic standards? What happened to that? Did that what, what, what took place there? Did that all go away? Um, what happened there? I don't know if they're, they're allowed more like maybe Jerome Bettis situations. Maybe they get four or five mm-hmm. loopholes this year. Mm-hmm. Plus, at the mm-hmm. same time um, – a lot of these guys, like like McKinley's a 4-0. Alloway's a 3-6 kid. I mean, they're coming in and, and getting high academic kids. So I don't think they've lowered it too much, but maybe they get a few more exceptions. Plus, they're, they're winning, and Brian Kelly and his staff have done a better job than maybe the previous regime there, so that helps as well. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I was getting to. Um, winning kind of cures all of that other stuff that tends to pop up when people want to make excuses for performance. So I think more than anything else, that's been the cure for the recruiting woes for Notre Dame is just, hey, you know what, go out and just start winning football games. All right, well, this might be kind of weird. You know, I asked Andrew Spivey about a guy that's on the practice field with me every day. I'm going to do the same to you. Um, <laughs> give us the latest on uh, on one of my favorite guys in this class that's um, flying under the radar, and that's our running back at American Heritage, Khalil Herbert. What's the latest on him? There's some Wisconsin interest, but what else is going on? Yeah, I mean, we've had Kansas look at him. Gosh, I've had maybe 30 programs look at him. The thing I like about Khalil is he's had over 80 or 90 yards against one of the toughest schedules. And, I mean, that's great production when you're doing that against IMG, against the MAP, against Miami Northwestern, against Coconut. Great speed good academics. I know uh, SMU just got a commit. They they were heavily uh, interested in him a couple weeks back, especially the running backs coach. So he's a guy that come coaching changes, as the dominoes fall, people are going to need a back. I know Wisconsin needs to take two. If they can't hit on uh, Porter or C.J. Freeman, they might wind up with him. And then all of a sudden you got a James White situation where you got an upside South Florida kid running behind that awesome uh, offensive line for the Badgers and putting up huge numbers. So that that would be an ideal fit. But I think 
Khalil, the, the season he's having, and he's got to be doing something right because he's beating out, uh, you know, a guy we love and, and Keyshawn Bryant, who's a four-star guy, is a junior, and he's getting more carries. So that, I mean, I'm trying to make a case for him, but somebody's going to wind up with a steal for him. Right now, FIU leads for him, but I think he, at the end of the day, come December, especially with the coaching moves, somebody's going to realize that steal, given his grades, upside, and speed, and wind up with a heck of a gem. I know, I know you yeah. agree with me on that one. Oh no, abs, abs, absolutely. I tell people, you know, I was telling our coaches this. I watched his highlight video, um, and he was at Douglas High School before he came to American Heritage, and this was leading into the season. And I was watching his highlight video and just giggling to myself. Because I was like, no one knows that this kid is here and what he's about to do. I was just absolutely <laughs> laughing about this is going to get sprung on teams and they're just not going to know about it. And the good thing about him is he is not, because of his play, tied into a certain system. He could be in the shotgun. Uh, he's a guy that could play from the eye formation. He could play in just about anything. Um, his his, you know, his style can go anywhere. So um, you know, I'm Chad, really looking Chad, forward to what's right going to happen. Now in, in- in this cycle, I think he's as, as big a steal as you're going to find in Broward and Dave. In terms of who's yeah. getting overlooked, I think that's the guy right there. Uh, I would agree. I would agree. And, you know, um, when you look at what's down here, there's plenty of hype for a lot of running backs down here, and, and rightfully so. We've got a lot of good running backs down in this area. But you want to talk about a guy that's going to, like you said, be a gem for whoever picks him up, this is definitely your guy. So I can't, you know, I, there aren't enough superlatives that I could put out there for him and um, I'm glad that someone like you is out there and recognizing it and um, getting that out there as well. So I appreciate it. And as always, man, um, appreciate you coming on and sharing your info with us. Yeah, hey, no problem. And I want to leave you with this tidbit, too. When I was at Pomona today, I met mm-hmm. with 2017 four-star DN Jasmine Stewart. And get this, Chad, number one for him is UCLA. So the Bruins are in line to potentially get a good <laughs> defensive lineman. Yeah. You know, I've been crying for UCLA to beef up the D-line once and for all, and, God, that's good news, but he's 2017. That's almost like 20 years before signing day. I hope they can hang on to this kid if he ever commits. <laughs> no doubt. Right, I figured you'd get a kick out of that one. You know, I love that. So, you know, for tell UCLA, keep bringing them D-linemen for me. You got it. All right, Ryan Bartow from uh, 247 Sports joining us here on the Gridiron Stud Show. I'm going to take a quick break. When I get back, Greg Biggins joins me to talk about stuff like uh, UCLA and USC football. He is the West Coast reporter for Scout.com. Stay with me. Be right back right after this quick break.
the music. We're back here. It's 8.40 on the Gridiron Stud Show. Come on, man. I just got accused of being a heritage hype train. Can you believe that? A heritage hype train here on uh, the Gridiron Stud Show. Come on, man. American Heritage is going for its third straight state title, and it's chock full of guys with Division One offers. And um, I've had, what, four shows, four recruiting shows, and I think it's only been uh, two out of the four shows I've even mentioned American Heritage football players. So come on already. I spoke about two tonight. Give me that. All right. Uh, we need to head out to the West Coast, and when I do that, that means it's Greg Biggins time, scout.com, West Coast reporter. Greg, what's going on, my friend? Not much, man. How are you doing? Yeah, not nearly as much as going on down here. I guess, you know, I can fill you in on all that stuff later, <laughs> just a little bit of recruiting drama. Have they found a coach out there at USC yet? Is this is is Helton going to get the job? What's going on? I- you know, there's more and more buzz every day that uh, I think a lot of pretty prominent people up in the USC family would love to see that. Players love them. I, I think they need to run the table, though. I think they probably need to beat Oregon and UCLA and then probably win a bowl game. Uh, if they do beat USC, or excuse me, if they do beat Oregon and UCLA, I think they would go ahead and play Stanford one more time uh, to see who would represent the Pac-12. And if they could run the table and beat all three of those teams, man, I think Clay is going to give himself a, a great chance to be that future head coach. So he's doing really well. Like I said, he's well-liked by a lot of people. So it's very interesting to watch and follow. Um, listen, I'm not a fan of the whole interim coach thing. Those, you know, throughout my history, you know, uh, it has told me those things typically don't work out. What would make him a good choice, um, you know, USC passed on an interim coach before, and, you know, you saw how that worked out. Got pretty pretty pissed off about it. But what would make Clay <laughs> Helton, as an interim coach, the guy that uh, USC needs to take over at the controls here for good? Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, more I, permanent I'm, basis. I'm like you. I'm like you. I mean, for me, USC is a, is a top five job, if not a top three job. And uh, although I, I like what Clay Helton's doing, I like watching the team and how much better they may look. He's never been a head coach before. So, you're talking USC football. Do you want to go ahead and bring in a guy who's never been a head coach before other than right now where he's, you know, has that interim tag. So I think his pluses are, you know, very sound offensive mind, um, very organized. People love him. Again, the, the last two coaches, Coach Sark, Coach Kiffin, uh, you know, they were a little polarizing. You know, they had their people that loved him, but they had a lot of people who kind of weren't really big fans of those two guys. So I think Clay mm-hmm. is, is that guy who everybody likes, you know, he's, very easy going. He works his butt off. He's a good recruiter. He's going to bring in a, a really good staff. He's a smart guy. He knows football. So he checks off a lot of the boxes. I guess I get my only concern is, is just that head coaching experience. And although he's doing a great job right now, I feel like so many times, you know, we saw with Coach Orgeron a few years ago, it almost seemed like the guy's just running on adrenaline. And, and eventually that wears off. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of, you know, you kind of just see, yeah, okay, like maybe this isn't the best fit. Yeah, exactly. So, I do think he's qualified. I'm just not sure if you're a school like USC, do you want the guy, uh, you know, having his first job to beat USC? It's kind of like, you know, UCLA basketball when they hired Steve Lavin, you know, years ago. Mm. That was his first mm-hmm. ever job. It started off great and then just fizzled down the drain. So it's, I think USC football, again, being a top three, top five job, you know, it just begs the question, is there is that the best they can do? Greg, as an assistant, uh, you know, under, under Steve Sarkeesian, what uh, – what was Helton as a recruiter? Um, was he strong in that area? Uh, what what would he bring to the table in that regard for USC if he's now the head man? 
He was good. You know, again, I, I think a lot of it, when you recruit at a school like USC, you, you don't have to do a whole lot. And, and by that, I mean mm. the school really recruits itself. It's one of those schools like a Texas, you know, like a Florida State, like a Notre Dame. You do have to put the work in, but that school, I mean, you automatically, you, you offer a kid, you're automatically going to be in the top five or top seven just because of who you are. So sure. I think you have to work sure. hard. You know, you have, to be, you have to be organized. You have to work hard. You have to be diligent. And Clay was all those things. Um, mm-hmm. He recruited another California form, did a very good job. He recruits quarterbacks for him. I, I, again, I, I like his eye. I think he's a solid evaluator. I think he works hard. So you kind of combine being a smart evaluator who's going to work hard and you're going to have success recruiting at USC. Why am I getting the feeling, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not standing out west anymore. I'm back down here in Florida. But why am I getting the feeling like USC is not – getting, um, for lack of a better term, any clap back from maybe the top guys that they want. And I'm thinking maybe that might be a, uh, you know, a Jeff Fisher or a Chip Kelly or something like that. And so uh, the fallback, if I could use that term, would be Clay Helton. Um, would I be wrong in assuming something like that? You know, I, I, the, 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 I can't even talk right now. You know, I feel like there's just been so much secrecy with this hire mm-hmm. right now. Um, mm. So it's tough to say who their top guy really is. And I, I see what you're saying. You know, maybe the reason why they're pushing help now is their top five guys said, no, we're not interested. So they have, you know, like you mentioned, the fallback. It's tough to say. And, and honestly, you look around college football, and like I keep saying, you know, USC is a top five job, but you're not going to go get uh, a Nick Saban. You're, you're not going to get an Irv Meyer. You're not going to get a Dabble Sweeney. You're not going to go get – these guys are locked in where they're at. So even though USC is a great job, uh, you're not going to go get some of these guys, Jeff Fisher. I mean, shoot, I'm a Rams fan. They can have him. You know, I'm 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 mm. over the Jeff Fisher thing. So right, uh, and I don't know if USC is even interested. He's an alum, but I don't. After that, I don't know what the, where the upset is. Chip Kelly um, mm-hmm. is a name we we've heard about. I, I think he wants to stay in the NFL. I mean, he's only been there for mm-hmm. two years. I think he likes it there. Uh, the names you keep hearing a lot: Tom Herman from Houston, mm-hmm. uh, West Coast guy. Um, well, he's up for so, every job out there, you know. So. Every job. Every <laughs> Things job. on every yeah, list. Yeah, but a, every list. So, again, but that, as far as who's on that USC list, there's been a lot of secrecy. And, and that, again, that's, you know, they, that could be why you're hearing Clay's name. I, it seems like I won't be shocked if they just pull some name that none of us haven't talked to happen sometimes, right? Like a Mike Riley with Nebraska. They just pull that name out and go, whoa, I never even knew. You know, a, a Steve Mariucci. I mean, that's not going to happen. I'm just saying a, a name like that. Or, you know, or, or a Pete Carroll, the way they did, you know, way back then. <laughs> Who saw that coming? And it worked out. So that w- might not necessarily be a bad thing. We talk about this guy every week. Obviously, I'm intrigued by him. But uh, Alawale, um went on a Notre Dame visit. A serious interest or, you know, I just want to go see Notre Dame, what it's all about? No, I think it is serious interest. I mean, I, again, if you're a kid and you want to go have a fun visit, no no disrespect to them, but you don't go to Notre Dame, right? You you go to mm-hmm. South Beach. You go to, you mm-hmm. know, you go to Texas in, in Austin. You mm-hmm. go, you know, you go to somewhere in the SEC. You go to, you know, shoot, Ole Miss. If you want to just take a fun mm-hmm. visit to get your, you know, ha- have your fun recruiting experience, I think you go to Notre Dame if you have sincere interest in being a student athlete. He loved the visit. Uh, he really did. I, I think he's intrigued by Notre Dame for sure. Um, again, staying topical, I, I think USC has a great chance to come in and steal him at that 12th hour if they hire a coach that he's comfortable with. He's got three or four or five teammates already at USC from his high school, Sarah High School. It's a pipeline there. He loves it in Southern California. It mm-hmm. just seems like him and USC kind of 
or excuse me, him and UCLA kind of went their separate ways, and I don't know if that's going to, you know, be reconciled or not. So I, I could see I, I, he loved Florida State. He loved Texas A&M. Uh, but I could see USC coming in late and, and pulling that one out. Good grief. Uh, another one for the good old Trojans. All right, last thing here, <laughs> wide receiver for the Jackrabbits, uh, Jack Jones and A&M. That looks like it's getting kind of serious. How serious is it? Yeah. You know, Jack is publicly saying that's his leader again. You know, with Long Beach Poly kids, there's always a lot of, um, I, I can't think of the right word, but misdirection, I guess, would be the word. I think they're kind of known. <laughs> okay. you know, Biggie Marshall did it last year. Juju Smith did it the year before. They're, they're kind of known for trying to trying to make their announcement as, as dramatic as possible. They want to build it up a little bit. They're going to mention other schools and, and whatnot. So with, with Jack, he is saying A&M's his leader. Nobody I talked to close to the Long Beach Poly program really believes that. They still still mm-hmm. feel when it comes down to it, it's going to be a USC-UCLA battle. It'll be a signing day decision. So don't get me wrong, he does like A&M a, a quite a bit. He, he shoot on his own dime. He went out there a couple of weeks ago after already right. meeting once officially. So that always tells you a little bit. But I still feel oh, yeah. in my heart of hearts, I still think it's going to be tough to get him out of L.A. Right. Uh, and that's what I was thinking, but I've been seeing – uh, a lot more smoke in that A&M direction, so I thought uh, I'd run that one by you. Well, Greg, I always appreciate you giving us the West Coast tea, as they say, and uh, look forward <laughs> to your report next week. Anytime, man. Thanks, Chad, for having me. All right, Greg Biggins from Scout.com uh, talking to us about Southern California and West Coast recruiting. And uh, no time to delay here. From the West, we go to the Midwest, and uh, one of my favorite guys in the whole recruiting game, and that is Bill Green. Bill, pleasure to have you on. What's going on? Not much, Chad. How you doing, buddy? I'm uh, doing all right, sorting through all this stuff. I know we're getting ready to go hot and heavy into this recruiting thing as uh, the actual football part of the football season is over, and uh, it's recruiting time for a great amount of the high school kids who are not in the playoffs. So things are going to start happening here and um, time to start talking about it. Ohio state. And I want to talk about two guys. Well, three guys actually with Ohio state, but let's just start off with uh, Miko Juarez and, and Nate Craig. Are those possibilities for Ohio state? And if they are, how much so? I really don't think so. Um, I think Nate Craig's playing the game there. I think he's probably going to end up at Florida. Uh, doubtful he ever shows up on Ohio State's campus. You know, if he shows up, then mm-hmm. you know maybe pique your interest a little bit. But right now, pipe dream, not not happening. On both, or just Nate? Who was the other guy? Mike, the first guy, Miguel Juarez. Pardon me, Miguel uh, Juarez. Uh, I think there's a yeah, I think there's a chance there. Maybe Biggins might know more about that than me, but I think mm-hmm. I, I think there's an outside chance there. Ohio State definitely needs to add a linebacker. Um, we'll see. I mean, right. the wide receiver, I, I would think, rather than Nate Craig, I would think Benjamin Victor, I think, is a – I would think Ohio State's in great shape to land him. Sam Bruce, I think – Yeah, well, he was another – he was the other game. one on the list I was going to ask you about. Yeah. So, what, yeah, what do, you, what do you got on him? On Sam? On 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 uh, Benjamin Victor, I think Ohio State's probably the leader. I would, you know, if I had to make a wager on where he was going to end up, I think it's going to be Ohio State. They've done a great job recruiting him. They've been in there um, from day one with him. I uh, loved his visit. Stays close. Calls him every week. I mean, it's. I think they're in great shape there. 
you know, Sam would be, you know, you know how Sam's going to go. I mean, that one's, you know, there's probably a few <laughs> twists and probably some few twists and turns in that road before we get to a finale there. But, um, you know, I know he had a great visit to Ohio State, too. And a lot, I, I don't know that his mom wants him that far from home. So we'll see. I mean, I think Ohio State's one of, you know, many. But I think if Miami gets the higher right, I think Sam Bruce wants to play for Miami. So if they get that situation solved and they get the right guy in there, then I think he's going to go to Miami. Well, listen, um, putting that aside, and I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here, a bigger get for Ohio State in terms of what they need, where they're currently at with their wide receiver position, is that Benjamin Victor or is it Sam Bruce? Well, they've got a ton of slot receivers, and I think Sam, although he says he can play outside or inside, I think Sam's a slot in the Ohio State offense. They need Benjamin Victor. They need bigger outside guys of what they need right now. They've got 100 slots. You know, Urban collects those slot receivers like you collect baseball cards when you were a kid. So, <laughs> they, you know, they can't get those guys on the field now. You know, with Curtis Samuel, Braxton Miller, they're having a hard time. Uh, Dontre Wilson, there's no room for him at all there. So, you know, they don't need another slot receiver. But Benjamin Victor would fill a need. No, you know, no doubt. I think he would for a lot leave. of guys. Mike, Everyone, go ahead. Yeah, Mike Thomas is leaving early. Everybody knows that, so they're going to lose that outside wide receiver. He's the only consistent outside wide receiver they have. He's going to leave early, so Benjamin Victor could probably come in and play as a freshman. Uh, probably, you know, add a little weight to the frame. He is a big target. Right. Obviously, that's that's helpful for you know uh, a quarterback, and there aren't a ton of um, six foot five guys that can go out there and get it like that. So, um, you know, obviously that's a, that's a that's a big, big plus there. Um, you know, we talked about this several weeks ago when you are on the show, uh, and I just want to get an update on this and see if any of that's changed. I know Jim Harbaugh has come into Michigan and obviously has done some good things both on the field and uh, and, and on the recruiting trail. So has he, has he delved at all into Ohio since last we talked? Because when we last spoke, you said no. Has he moved into that area at all? That's still a no. No, not not mm-hmm. even looking at kids from Ohio. And, uh, you know, he's doing fine without that state. I mean, he's doing so well on the East Coast. And then he's been able to selectively target a kid in California, a kid in Colorado, Texas, Florida. You know, he's done a good job spot recruiting all over America. But he's not coming into our state. I mean, we haven't seen him in Ohio at all. Uh, what are what? – What's the feeling of, uh, you know, fans in Ohio of Michigan's quick turnaround? Uh, does it bother them at all, or are they just thinking this is great for the Big Ten, that we could have this whole Ohio State-Michigan thing going on? No offense to Michigan State and Iowa who are in this thing, but uh, the two big dinosaurs there are ready to clash again. Is that how they're looking at it, or are they on pins and needles worried about what he might do? No, when Ohio State is beating Michigan like a drum – and it looks like they're going to continue to beat them like a drum, well, then fans are always saying, we need Michigan to be strong. Now that Harbaugh's there, and they are a threat to Ohio State, they're a threat to beat Ohio State next week. All of a sudden now, nobody wants Michigan to be strong anymore. They wish Brady Hoke was back there or Rich Rodriguez was back there. So, um, you know, I think Ohio State's going to beat Michigan State this week. But I'll tell you what, you know, in two weeks they got to go up to Ann Arbor or, you know, a week from the Saturday, and that is going to be a very, very tough game for Ohio State to win. So Harbaugh has mm-hmm. – he's put a stamp on that program. You know, they got a loss to Utah, who we didn't know how good Utah was at the time. They lose a close game to Utah where they had some turnovers. 
They lose that game to Michigan State. They pick up the game one. They can't get a punt off on the last play of the game. You know, he, he's really close to being undefeated right now. So this is a darn good football team. And when he gets more of his kids in there, look out. I mean, because he put a staff together of a lot of NFL guys, and we didn't know how they would be able to recruit, but we mm-hmm. knew they were going to be able to coach. If you look at that staff, guy by guy by guy, they've all got NFL experience and big-time college experience. You knew they were going to have a product on the field that was going to be so well coached. What we didn't know is how well they'd be able to recruit, and they've done real well there too. So they're listen. You know, winning is the best. Winning is the best recruiter of all time. So sometimes you know I see these staffs getting built um, because a guy can recruit, and I'm like, well, you know, what do you plan on going six and five? So a guy's got to go in there and tell a bunch of stories to get someone to come there. If you're winning, everyone's a great recruiter. So. Uh, it's good to see that going on. It's going on, believe me. He's got everything going in the right direction on the field and off the field. Very young team, too. A lot of kids on yeah. the roster with freshman and sophomore eligibility, so they're they're forced to be dealt with going forward. Yeah, well, I can't wait. It looks like it's going to be a, a lot of fun for years to come. Well, Bill, the time's too short, but I always appreciate when you can come on and talk with us about uh, Midwest and Ohio recruiting. All right, Chad. Anytime, bud. All right, thanks. Uh, That's Bill Green from Scout.com joining us here to talk about recruiting uh, for Michigan and Ohio State and the uh, state of Ohio recruiting. All right, uh, next up on the recruiting roundtable is going to be Rob Cassidy for you folks uh, tuning in for my interview with Clutch Like MJ, the infamous Clutch Like MJ. That's coming right up. Stay tuned. But before that, bringing on my man Rob Cassidy, who's going to talk some University of Miami recruiting because we need to talk about that. There's an interim coach there. And uh, they're not winning on the field, but are they winning in the recruiting game, Rob? Is that are, are there any wins going on there? We need we need some positivity going on here, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Well, first I just want to say I'm glad you brought me on before the man of the hour. Nobody <laughs> wants to follow a clutch like that, right? Like you've got to you've got to go on. Yeah. Before no. The, it looks like, you're the getting that prime something. real estate there. You're getting that prime <laughs> real estate time there on the dial. You know, definitely. So. Um, yeah. You know, at this but, point, with uh, Miami, Chad, yes, it's. Retaining these guys is a win. I mean, I don't think they're gonna, they're not gonna get any head-turning commitments there while you know they've got the interim on. I mean, until they name a coach. So the guys that they can retain, I think that's the only victories you're gonna see there until they name a coach. I think that it is a victory that they've got Sam Bruce still uh, seemingly strong in his commitment. Uh, I think he'll stay seemingly strong in his commitment as long as Kevin Beard, the wide receivers coach, stays there. Uh, I think that's what it's going to come down to for Sam. And you know, he's really kind of the cornerstone of this class. And if they can hang on to him uh, and put the right coach in there, I think they should be able to salvage at least you know a decent recruiting class out of this ordeal. Um, yeah, now, listen, how much of it really hinges on the whole uh, Sam Bruce? I mean, if Sam Bruce were to go north, you think that would start a chain reaction, or is that something they can recover from? I think. I mean, I think it's something they could recover from, yes. But, I mean, it would be a blow. I think kids in that class look at him as kind of the stalwart. Uh, you know, if it's good enough mm-hmm. for Sam Bruce, definitely good enough for me. Uh, if his confidence is shaken to the point where he goes north to Florida or wherever else or to Ohio State, then I think people really start questioning, all right, what's going on here? And you can see uh, even a bigger excess. Yeah, uh, no doubt about that. Uh, listen, we had Keir Thomas decommit from Florida State, and listen, I was a little surprised when he got offered by Miami today because I thought he long ago had that offer. Tell me why such a late offer with this kid. You know, I think everybody kind of thought that if Florida State wanted him, 
that he wanted Florida State. Yeah, I care was just offered by Tennessee this afternoon as well. Um, so he's going to pick up two offers today. Uh, but, you know, as soon as Florida State, I talked to Kier right when he decommitted. Uh, he was pretty upfront about what happened. Uh, he said that Florida State stopped talking to him, and he didn't really feel like he was wanted anymore. So he went ahead and just made the decision for them and pulled off of his commitment. And now that he's back on the market, I think there are some teams that have been interested in him, uh, but just didn't think that it was worth the manpower of recruiting him while he was committed to Florida State. Uh, now I think you'll see maybe some other offers rolling for him too. I mean, he's sure he's kind of caught between position size-wise. I think that's a concern mm-hmm. Florida State had. But, you know, he's mm-hmm. effective. Um, he's got that athletic ability. And, you know, if you see Miami Central play, he's always in and around the football. And you got to account for that, I think. I mean, that's something that uh, – there's something to be said for that, I think. Yeah, you know, there was another un, um, undersized guy that people had questions about uh, whose career kind of turned out okay at Ohio State named Ryan Shays here. So uh, I don't know how much <laughs> we need we need to worry about that. Hey, any chance the kid is feeling like, you know what, um, maybe things didn't go uh, really nice here with Florida State, don't like the way I got handled, maybe I want to stay in-state like out of Miami so I can get a shot at these guys every year, Any any bit of that going on? It wouldn't surprise me. I didn't catch any bit of that when I talked to him yesterday. Um, but, you know, he's a mature kid that kind of knows what to say in the public eye. I'm sure there's some point. Mean, I don't know how that could happen to you and that not exist, at least in some form. I mean, if it happened to me, right. uh, you know, I might say the right things in the media, but I'd be thinking, yeah, <laughs> all right. You know, I wouldn't mind going to yeah. live on yesterday. I mean, that's, I think that's only natural, you know? Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, another decommitment. Uh, this one was for Miami, and it was Zach Moss. Where where'd that come from? What what led up to that? You know, I talked to him too, and uh, he said it had nothing to do with the coaching situation. That's also kind of, you know, the right thing to say. Kind of hard to believe. He's got all the teammates committed to Utah. I think if I was a betting man on where Zach would end up, I, I'd say at Utah with uh, Demari Simpkins and the quarterback Tyler Huntley over there at Hollandale. And yeah, half of Hollandale, yeah. Yeah, I mean he's got he's got the offer. Uh, he's gonna visit. I would be shocked if he doesn't end up there. Yeah, um, and it kind of looks like that's the direction that that's heading in. Um, don't know why the decommitment had to come now, but who knows? You know, it is recruiting. These these things are wild. And listen, anything there that <laughs> yeah, we you, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Trust you, you know that, Rob. Yeah, when you're dealing with with the the whims of of high school kids, I mean, you never. I mean, <laughs> asking those questions is just a waste of time. I mean, it could have been he woke up in the morning and was like, yeah. I'm going to go for this. You never really know. Well, well, this question on Sam Bruce. Um, yeah, he's committed to Miami, but there's just a feeling there that he could end up at somewhere else. So are we looking at a situation where, though he's committed to a school, we may have a hat pull on signing day? I could see it. I think, like I said, I think the linchpin with that situation is going to be Kevin Beard. Uh, I think Sam – Really, really, really has a great relationship with him over in Miami. And if the new staff retains him, I'd expect to see Sam sign with Miami. But, I mean, you know, Sam, he's the kind of kid that, you know, if you had to bet on somebody to pull a shocker on signing day or something, he'd be he'd be one that, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's got a flair for the dramatic, that one. Right. What does Miami feel is going to happen, uh, you know, at at the quarterback spot? I know they've got Allison. Are uh, they looking to bring anyone else with him? Uh, and if so, what would who would be some of the guys they're looking at? It's so hard to project quarterbacks right now when there's not a coach. 
Uh, it mm. depends on who gets hired there, I guess. I mean, you never know what system somebody's going to want to uh, install when they come in. I don't see them getting a, I mean, getting a quarterback with an interim coach to commit. With, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't imagine seeing a quarterback. Someone who really, really loves coach. Miami, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if that guy's out there in the world right now. I mean, <laughs> because when you don't know who they're going to hire as a quarterback, I mean, you might as well just flip a coin. Um, so I think mm. if they can retain Allison, maybe they'll add somebody depending on who the hire is. Uh, I don't know who that somebody's going to be. A lot of these quarterbacks are floating off the board now. Um, you see even guys that are committed getting quoted. Uh, Felipe Franks being quoted by Florida, uh, the LSU commit. And so by the time they get a coach in there, it might be too late to add another quarterback to this class. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, I could launch into this big whole back and forth discussion about who we think the next Miami coach is going to be, but I'll 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 wait a week or two on that as the search committee does their thing. Uh, search committees, I just not really big on that, but yeah, nevertheless, let's yeah, well, you know, let's let some of that news. They put them in. They put them in there just so they can, you know, if it goes south, uh, the administration can be like, hey, you know, that's on the committee. <laughs> that's not on me. It's just yeah, well, you know what? You know what? The the administration picked the committee, so someone, the Bucks got to fall no, no, somewhere on absolutely. their table. So, yeah, but we've got plenty of time down the road to talk about that, man. So I appreciate you coming on and talking some University of Miami recruiting here with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chad. All Good right, Rob Cassidy. Yes, <laughs> thank you very much. Rob Cassidy there with us uh, from Rivals.com. The moment you guys have all been waiting for is coming up right after this quick break. Clutch Like MJ is here with me to talk about uh, the happenings that went down today and uh, everything else that comes along with it. Stay with me. I'll be right back after this short break. to do that. All right. So, uh, first off the bat, is it 
what do we want to call you? Is it clutch like MJ? Do you want to be known by Neil Cool? What 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 do you want to be known uh, by at this point going forward? Neil. Neil. All right. Neil, let's talk let's talk about what went down today. Um you know, I woke up yeah. early this morning and you know, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. And everyone was out here saying that, hey, clutch like MJ is a fraud, he's a fake guy, catfish, all those kind of words were used. Tell tell us what the deal is, and, and you know, I kind of just want to let you have the floor, and, you, and, I'll, and I'll pick up on what you say here. What's, this, what's the story? Okay. Um, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say fraud because, you know, we have the form, which a lot of people know us by, well, me by. I'm not going to say us. I, I had other people helping me run the forum. Uh, a lot of people know Chris and Thomas and Tyler and Alex. None of them knew. None of them had anything to do with this. So I, mm-hmm. I don't want them to get any backlash for that at all. Um, Chris has been a good friend of me for a while. So uh, if people are, I haven't really been looking at Twitter. don't want to look at Twitter right now. Um, that's yeah, I just blame wanted you. to come onto this. Yeah, I just wanted to come onto the show for those who are listening to clear some stuff up because um, I just I don't want people to you know they can be angry with me, but I don't want people to hate me. The whole the whole thing with the Gator Gang and everything like that was um, me and my friend Pierre. Um, some people will know who I'm talking about. A long time ago, uh, probably in 2012, we'd always be like. Um, you know, recruits would tweet about Florida and only get, like, 30 retweets and stuff on their stuff, you know. Like, there wasn't a big following on Twitter. So um, that's what that's something we wanted to do, and we did that. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of negative to come from this, but there's a lot of positive, too. I know a lot of people who are um, posting stuff about me right now met through me. So, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, we we built the, the brand up, and, you know, there's going to be people – that hate and everything, and I'm I'm here for that. That's fine. I'm, you know, I deserve it. I I, I lied to everybody, and I'll get into that too. Um, I am sorry. It wasn't a thing with me. I just didn't want personal info when I was dealing with recruiting. Um, mm-hmm. It all it actually all started on a Facebook page uh, that I did for recruiting. Um, some of the people that remember me from a long time ago uh, knew I had a Facebook page that I did recruiting information from. And that was all just because I was talking to players. I didn't know stuff about NCAA violations, everything like that. That's the whole reason of why it started. Um, hmm. But it, it just kind of escalated from there. And as it as it went on, it just got bigger and bigger. And I didn't really know how to stop it. Um, a little bit of it got to my head, just like it would anybody. I mean, you have <laughs> 10,000 followers following you. Mm-hmm. Uh, wanting to yep. know what you know, you know. Um, but the information that we posted in the forum was always legit. And, as I mean, as you know, I've had some mm-hmm. some good stuff. I mean, you've dealt with me. Um, you know mm-hmm. who the people I talk to are. You know they're legit. So as for the people in the forum and everything, I'm not – I don't know about Twitter. I'm going to let everybody just kind of – you know, I think a lot of people are in shock. I was actually surprised at the amount of people that contacted me and said, you know, you know, it's you know, we forgive you, just be who you are. And I understand that it was it wasn't anything about, you know, 
I wasn't really trying to hide myself. I just didn't want my information out there. Now it's everywhere. So, I mean, it is what it is. All right, so that that's really what it just boils down to as to why you didn't use your real name, um, why yeah. you didn't use your real pictures that, hey, you were dealing with recruiting. Uh, there's a possibility in your dealings that it might um, possibly break NCAA rules, and for that reason you didn't want for things to be easily traced back to you. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, how about the person that? How about the person whose pics you used on your that's, Twitter that's, account? Do you know that um, person? Drew, yeah, I do. I went to I went to school with him. Was Drew Walker? I've I've texted him. Where he's gonna call me tonight. And, um, I mean, he, it's. Was was he was he aware that you were using his pictures? Did he okay this? Um, he wasn't at the time, but obviously he is now. But um, he doesn't. It doesn't seem like it's a huge deal to him because I mean it wasn't like the most of the stuff on the Twitter was you know Florida related and recruiting related and stuff. And like looking back on it, I should have a bunch of people said you should have just done like a Gator logo or something like that, but. I, it was stupid. I mean, I, everyone makes mistakes. I made a fucking mistake. I'm sorry if I cussed mm. on your radio broadcast. No, I, I just look. Let let it out the way that you got to. Uh, you got free reign here. I, I mean, mean, it's after nine o'clock. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not even like I'm not even. Um, you know, cause like I said, the form we're still gonna have that. Like I said, you know who I talk to. You know they're legit. So. Mm. That's still going to be there. Yeah, what do you say to the people that say you scammed them? Or, uh, you know, you had a lot of that today. Oh, this guy scammed us, uh, asked for money for information, I, right. and the information wasn't right. What right. do you say to those people? Um, actually, there's a, quite a few people that were saying, well, you know what, I don't care if he's yellow, black, pink, orange. You know, his information was right. And, you know, Chris and Thomas and um, Tyler, they, they heard what I what I did. They heard who I talked to. They know it was legit. And we have proof in the form that it was legit. You know as well as mm. I do, Chad, everything in recruiting, nothing is 100%. You know? Oh, sure. Of but, course. Of course. Right. So so to say that someone isn't going to get everything right, of course they're not going to get everything right. You know? But um, I did the form because I wanted people who, you know, before I was in the know, I always wanted to know what the news was. You go on these other forums and it's a bunch of dancing around. Everybody's like dropping riddles and stuff, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. A and B is going to commit in October. He's, uh, it's just riddles. And that's why we did the forum. And, you know, that's, we wanted to just tell people, but at the same time, we didn't want to ruin anybody's commitment or anything like that. So we always would make sure with the kids that it was okay before we posted in there. But, um, to say it's a fraud is it's not a fraud. Uh, you didn't pay for my look. I hope you didn't pay for my look. You know, you didn't pay for any of that. You paid because you wanted Gator info, and that's what you got, and that's what you know we were pushing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm getting I'm getting this question here, and it's you know seems simple enough. Uh, people are asking me about a Halo account and why you use that alias on your Halo account. What do you say about that? I just play Xbox. I don't really know that that's nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, um, the same people I talked to on Xbox were in the forum, so that's what that was. 
Right. So that is that list just more to keep things consistent. Yeah, just keep oh. everything. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, you know what? What? Where do you see yourself going forward here? Um, what do you see for your future? I know that's probably very cloudy in your minds, going in a hundred different directions right now. But as much as you can, tell us what you think. You know, your future looks like here. I don't really know. I don't. People say I should leave my Twitter account up. Um, I don't. I don't really know if I want to do that. Maybe let everything die down for a little bit. You know, the the main thing is I'm not even worried about me. You know, I feel bad for the people that I hurt. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like uh, uh, the Tanner. Tanner was a good guy to me. Um, we mm-hmm. did a podcast together. Um, mm-hmm. And stuff would go south with me and him a lot, but, you know, he was always there for me. Chris was always there for me. Chris, I could call Chris whenever, and he would do whatever to help me. Then, You know, I had uh, T-Mac, um, people know him, even, even Silk. I mean, there was a bunch of people. Uh, Robbie, I, I can't name them all, but yeah, Connor. <laughs> but, like, mm-hmm. the thing that sucks is, like, People are going to think that I'm all down on myself and everything like that. I know I fucked up, man. This, I deserve all this land that I get. I mean, it is what it is. I, I'm not the type of person that will be broken easily. Um, you know, I I take all that. You know, mm-hmm. go ahead, live it up. It's what I would do. If people knew me on Twitter to be a troll. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. Know? I mean, if this came out about, if I don't Jay, know, I can't Jay even If Jay Brad name. did that, I'd be all over him, you know? And oh, my, yeah, I, mean, I know. Jay, this, I, I know. And Jay Brad's cool, too, man. Jay Brad and TJ, those are good dudes, and Ethan and all of them. I mean, I don't have a problem with any of them. Uh, mm-hmm. We argued on Twitter, but me and Jay Brad actually used to talk a lot, too. So. Um, well, I have this. I have know. this question for you. Did you see... Did you see this day coming? Because, you know, you talk to a lot of people. No, I did. Um, at some point, I someone was going to say, how come we can't meet this guy? Did you not see this day coming? Right. I kind of wanted the day to come, honestly. I, You know, last night I called I called up Thomas and T-Mac, um, and I said, it was, it was hard. I mean, it was definitely not the easiest thing to do. Because, you know, they put their trust in me, and I felt like I broke their trust. But Thomas is such a good dude. I mean, uh, you talk about, like, someone who, like, sacrifices a lot. That dude sacrifices a lot for his family, you know. So mm-hmm. I didn't, like, I didn't really want to let him down because, you know, me and him were pretty close. And T-Mac, uh, he's just another good dude, man. He's just always there for me. But, like, like I said, I'm so let me ask topic. you this: What were those guys' reaction to the st- the news as it came down today? Surprisingly, um, it wasn't that bad. I mean, you know, T Mac was a little shook up, which uh, you know it's fine. I totally understand. If someone dropped that on me, I'd you know feel the same way. But um, mm-hmm. I I just kind of wanted to go back to the question you asked before, though, about foreseeing it, like. When I told them though, it was it was a real relief because mm-hmm. a lot of these dudes like there's a guy named Tilly. I don't know if he's listening, but a lot of these dudes, you know, Tanner and all them. Like I always w- wanted to go tailgate with them, you know, Chris and everybody. 
um, you know, I, I did. It was it was really shitty, you know, because like you, I, mm. I built myself up so big to the point where mm. I kind of needed that to happen to open it up. Mm. I can't just come out and say, guess what, you know. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could, but you could, you could have done the Charlie Sheen thing. You could have done that, but you know, one way or another, you said it yourself. You saw this day coming. And and here it is. As much as you want to answer the following questions, um, you can decline to if you if you want or not. Um, I'm going to ask you about some of the things you said. And you know, is it true? Um, do you come from a wealthy family? Yeah, I actually do come from a wealthy family, but that that's just that is. that's okay. Um, have you? Let me ask you this question. Did you attend Florida games? And obviously you could do so without anyone knowing because no one really knew what you looked like. Did you attend Florida games or has your big existence as a Florida Gators fan been in front of the television because you didn't want to somehow be in the stadium? So, um, I've attended three Florida Gator games um, in 2000. I think it was in 2010. I believe, and then uh, when I was up in Ohio, I attended two in Kentucky. Okay. So why yeah. why why would you attend so few games when it seems uh, it seemed you had the ability to attend more? That's kind of a dumb question, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> no, not uh, no, not really. I think people would want to know as a big Gators. I mean, and no one knew what you looked like. Is the question? You know what I mean? No one knows what you look like. Why I not guess. attend more games? You could do it in anonymity, couldn't you not? Yeah, but, like, it, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I really don't have an answer to that. I mean, I am a Gator fan. There's, some people were thinking that maybe I was a Null fan and I just saw that I could sell <laughs> the Florida fan base, and that's not true. <laughs> um, right. I love Florida. You know, I'm still going to cheer for Florida, everything like that. And this honestly doesn't change much. I mean, uh, people – People will hate and everything, but I'm honestly relieved because, you know, if if people do come around to it and whatever, then they can feel free to hit me up, and now we can go tailgate. I'm down to down to get drunk. But um, <laughs> yeah, this would be a good time, I guess, right? To pop a few, right? I guess, right? Yeah. Um, well, but um, I I didn't want to, you know, I don't want to take too much more time because I, I like mm-hmm. today has been kind of stressful. I hadn't eaten yet uh, I just I really just wanted to come on and tell everybody that you know that was around me or a, a part of you know like quote unquote Gator Gang and uh, just even people outside of it that I talked to and everything like that that I am sorry I really am sorry you know I can't say it enough I, I duped y'all and it was really fucked up and everything like that, but I just wanted to clear, you know, the names of Thomas and, and Chris, and I saw some people saying Silk was involved. None of these dudes were involved. None of these dudes knew, mm-hmm. so this mm-hmm. is all I'm You'd not, you'd not met any of these guys, obviously, correct? No, no, no. And, like, um, you know, people were saying stuff about Randy. Randy's real. Um, mm-hmm. Randy's definitely real. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I just... Yeah, I didn't want to talk too much on it and annoy everybody. I'm pretty sure everyone's had their fill of me today. So um, I did just I did want to come on your show because you know I I, I talked to you. Um, mm-hmm. 
So I just yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I guess Gator fans really enjoyed the videos. Did you make the videos? Will the videos continue? The videos. What can you tell us about that? I did make the videos. Um, I don't see how anyone could think I didn't. People would give me suggestions, and then I'd go make it. Um, but mm. uh, if people really enjoy them, then uh, maybe I, I'll keep doing them. But for now, I just I don't really know what to expect. I mean, uh, some people think I should just, you know, tweet and just go through the motions. And if people don't like me, block them. And then whoever enjoys the videos or, or the recruiting information or whatever else we do, then then that's fine too, you know. So I don't really know what I'm going to do right now. I just kind of – I'm relieved. I'm hurt, but I'm, like, relieved. I'm, I'm not even hurt for me. I'm just hurt for everybody that – I heard, you know, they don't have to think that I'm sorry. I saw some people saying he's only sorry because he got caught. That's not true. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this for a well, long time. Well, was there a moment in time before today where you said to yourself, geez, you know, um, I'm at a point of, oh, like, yeah. no return here. I'm, uh, I, I, yeah. You know, I'm I'm doing things here that um, I'm feeling bad about, but I can't – I'm so big I can't say anything. Did 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 you ever have that yeah. moment before today? Yeah, I did. I, I, I did. I had that moment, you know. Um, also, I didn't want to hurt recruiting, you know, because, I, you know, I did talk to, you know, some people and everything like that with the form and everything. I, I just didn't want to hurt recruiting. So I just said, you know, I'll just – that's kind of why I went to the cartoon Abby forever. It's just I wanted to start to draw away from everything and just, mm-hmm. you know, be a sports fan page. That's what I was eventually – trying to get some that's why the name change came and everything like that because i was like well i'll just keep the incognito the, you know the just the low key about me and i'll just keep tweeting about florida and recruiting and do videos and stuff like that but um so did you kind of see a way maybe you know i know you one side of you says you saw this day coming but did you kind of see a way where you might be able to wiggle your way out of this without ever having to really reveal who you were and maybe have this thing drift out to sea? Did you see that? Were you hoping for that? Um, I want to say hoping for it, and I want to, I want to say I really saw that. Um, I really did want to come out about it, you know? There's mm-hmm. some there's some shit about me being a bisexual. That's not true. <laughs> I don't know where that came. Mm-hmm. That's some, like, random profile. I just want to get that out there real quick. But, um, mm-hmm. no, like... Yeah, I, the, you know, I, I guess if I could have, mm-hmm. maybe I would have just to avoid, you know, it's a lot of slander, man. And no, at the end of the day, you know, if people make mistakes, you know, you still, that shit still affects you reading all that stuff, you know? Like, oh, of course. Absolutely. No one's that thick skinned. I, you know, I understand and I get yeah, it. I'm not going to um, sit here you and know. act like I'm hard at you know it does yeah absolutely absolutely anyone who says otherwise um is you know lying to themselves and and lying to us there's a question coming through that i'm getting a lot of um and that is about and you could answer this or not answer it about mcat 32 uh i guess that was an act you know all the times we spoke what can you tell me about that i'm not gonna answer that she's she's real i'm not gonna but 
I'm not going to put this her question? on the show. How about this question? I don't know if you've uh, been able to see, you know, any of the pictures that were put up on Twitter today. There were some pictures uh, that purport to be you from Facebook. Is that indeed you, or or is that picture not accurate? That's yeah, that's not me. You. That's me. Okay. Yeah, that's me. Um, All right, and, we'll just declare uh, that one. Yeah, and the the house, the house that was being posted, that's a house we rent out. It's not my house. I live on Topaz Circle, so for anyone that wants to stop by my house. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, are you sure you want to be doing that? Um six foot seven, so I am six foot seven. I should have played. Oh, are you really? Why no why no athletic uh career for us to talk about right now? What happened there? <laughs> uh not for another time. <laughs> I um I, I thought actually Chris would catch on one time because I texted him, you know, uh, my friend Chris is big in his shoes, and I was like, uh, I need to find a pair of size 17 of a certain pair. He's like, why, they, why do you need size 17? I was like, oh, for a friend. <laughs> it's just a little funny story about that. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't want like, to hold anybody else up and everything like that. And uh, I just really wanted to clear the people's names, man. Like, Thomas... Y'all should definitely follow Thomas. He's a good guy. Um, the people that did the podcast with, T-Mac, Brandon, Tanner, um, Connor, all of them, man, they're just they're good people, man. I just I don't want them to get anything from this from associating with me. They had nothing to do with this. It was just it was just something that began. We we built it up, and then I just got too big, man. It's, I mean, I can't sit here and say enough of it. And, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna go do my thing now and see what happens. I, I, I might come back as Twitter, and obviously gonna come back as me. And you know, mm-hmm. some people might not want to fuck with me, but that's okay. You know, you can't always have everyone like you. So, um, oh no doubt, you know. yeah, no doubt about that. Um, you know, listen. For those of you out there wanting me to ask why he was so rude to everyone, that was part of the stick, okay? And for Gator fans out there, and I'm speaking for him now, and you could, you know, say or not say on this, um, that was part of the allure for him. So, you know, you folks that are Florida State and Miami fans that, um, you know, he jumped all over and, um, you know, pissed off, I mean, I guess you got a reason to be mad. Yeah, actually, that was part of the whole gig, right? I mean... Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I, it's just like um, like me and Jay Brad, the FSU fan, used to talk about it. It's just trolling, man. It's, you just get on there and you just say stuff to aggravate people. That's how you build your – that is what Twitter is. I mean, look at the people that are feeding off me right now. They're going to get 1,000 followers by tomorrow, you know, and that's fine. Dude, I do the same thing. It's all about building yourself and building what you are. So, I mean, if it helps you get bigger, then – by all means, go ahead and attack me. I can promise you, like I said, it does, you know, seeing some stuff bothers you, but at the end of the day, can't let it bother you too much. At the end of the day, it's just the Internet, you know. I, I made, yeah, and and a, yeah, and a part of this, too, that. is, you know, you, that you hold, you kind of made your bed kind of deal and kind of got a lie in it, that right. that type of stuff. Right. Um, I, how I'm about this? Gonna... How, old, how old are you? 26. 26. 26 so, and yeah, 6 I'm not, foot 7. That's that's the word. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not I'm not 40 anything like that, but but yeah, um 
the I, folks I, out I there that want to know, do you do you actually have tickets to the SEC championship game? Are you planning on attending? <sighs> this morning I was planning on not even being a Gator fan anymore. <laughs> uh, just because really? I felt that so bad. shitty. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I felt shitty, man, because you know the players I talked to and everything like that. And Quincy. Have you heard you know, from any I mean, of them without mentioning uh, any names? Have you heard from any of the players since this happened? Yes, I have. Okay. Uh, and how um, how has it been? Have they ripped through you, or have they been supportive? What's been the no. attitude? Just say, man, just be yourself. Fuck what people think. So, I mean, that's you know, uh, you know the guy I talked to. About you know, form stuff too. And he said the same thing. He's like, so nobody nobody cares. And it, it wasn't even that. I just was worried. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, people are gonna have their perception. But I do have two SEC tickets. I might just give them away. Um, mm-hmm. They're uh, section two forty one, row one. So okay, I could take a picture. For anyone interested out there, like uh, my. Uh, my personal stub hub uh, going on here. Um, I have this one last thing I want to address with you before you go. Um, what was your relationship like with the guy known as Typod, and what what could have led to him putting you out there? Um, I don't know if me and Ty really had a relationship like that. I mean, I thought he was funny. Uh, I know he followed me a long time ago, and then he disappeared for a while, and then he came back. And um, I don't really blame him for putting me out either. I mean, if I had mm-hmm. information like that, I'd do the same thing. So I don't hold mm-hmm. grudges against anybody, man. I just Life's too short to hold grudges against people. Um, I'm humble, for sure. But, you know, like I, like you said, Twitter was always like an act, you know. Uh, right. I don't know. But uh, my relationship with him is, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I don't really blame him. <laughs> like, I don't really know how to explain it, dude. It's just, it, it happened. Uh, well, I think you explained it in saying that if you had that info, you would have uh, most definitely run with it. As 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 right. anyone who's followed you recently knows that, you would have had a really good time with that. And so, um, you know, if it comes back around, you just kind of got to eat that stuff. Yeah, and I'm down. I got my plate ready, so. But um, right. I definitely um, appreciate you letting me come on the show. No doubt. And no doubt. And, again, I, I say it takes a lot of courage on a day like this, a day of, to uh, to to come out and speak about all this. You know, I can only imagine when you uh, – I mean, just kind of walk us through what happened. What time did you wake up this morning? How did you hear about this? Did you, did you see it on Twitter yourself? Or uh, did people let you know about yeah. it and you had to go to Twitter and find out? I'm honestly, I kind of, I kind of started to figure it out. Like I said, I'm not a dumbass, so I kind of mm. started to figure out something was coming. This one they called T Mac and uh, Thomas, and uh, I just told them. And then uh, I contacted Chris, told him, and I pretty much told anybody that I had like talked to. You know, I pretty much made sure I either DM them or I texted them or called them and told them. And, uh, I have only slept like two hours because my phone's been going crazy. Uh, but I, yeah, I had to change my number. <laughs> but uh, um, oh, I could imagine, no doubt. I could definitely imagine that 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 was the case. Well, all right, man. I look. I don't want to belabor this but, any longer. This has been probably the longest day of your 26-year-old life. So, um, again, appreciate you coming on and getting out your side of the story. You'll have those that will believe it, those who won't believe it, and. 
Maybe some attitudes will change, but at least you got it out there. Yeah, I appreciate it. And, um, yeah. All right, man. Uh, best of luck to you. And, and again, I appreciate you coming on and, and uh, talking to me here on the show today. All right, man. All right. That is Neil Cool, a.k.a. Clutch like MJ, aka Ryan Bryant, and uh, I, you know, several other names. Uh, again, I will maintain that it takes a lot of balls to come on here and talk on this show. Um, listen, I was 26 before, did a lot of dumb crap. Um, fortunately, there was no social media for me to have it played out like it was here. I mean, look, everyone becomes a celebrity on social media, and so to wake up in the morning and all this stuff's being told about you and you're a trending topic and the, knowing that the gig was up. I can only imagine. This is the stuff that books were written about. Okay, I've got a number of people on my line here. I don't know if you are on the line uh, just to listen to the show or to have uh, make a comment. So I'm going to run through some of these. And, you know, if you're just on here to listen to the show, please say so. Caller, you're on the Gridiron Stud Show. Do you have a, do you have a question or a comment? Guess not. Moving right along. Caller, you on the Gridiron Stud Show. Do you have a question or comment? Yeah, this is Top Odd. Okay, Ty Pod, how you doing? Uh, I guess you'd be the I'm second man of the hour. Are are you actually Ty Pod? We got to question everyone yeah. now these days. Yeah, now, I'm, I got I'm I, I got real. no way to vet you, so we'll just take you we'll just take you at face value. So what do you have to yeah, share? Yeah, all right. Everything I just heard was basically bullshit, but um. Can I say that? Uh, listen, um, man, on this show today, I guess we'll kind of let it fly. Just use as much restraint right. as possible. All right. Well, you let, I mean, he did tell the truth there. I mean, he had some good info. He had some mm-hmm. bad info. The mm-hmm. info he had last recruiting cycle is way better than what he had this recruiting cycle because, you know, Byron was his boy. Byron was telling him mm-hmm. stuff. But you notice Byron didn't come to Florida. He's at Auburn. That's mm-hmm. kind of weird for his boy, but I mean, yeah. Well, now, uh, do, do you, uh, hold on now. Did you not know and realize that that was uh, something that was really in limbo down to the like the very last hour there? I mean, can you judge him off of that? Yeah, I know, but the thing is, he's telling people in his forum that certain people are locks when those people aren't locks. And then there's no locks said, in recruiting you know, that, you know, you know, that exactly, there's no, like there's exactly. no locks in being a handicapper or a better. You know what I mean? These are kids. Exactly. But the thing is, you know how his cult is on Twitter. You know, he has the like mm-hmm. 14 to 17 year olds that call him a God, all that. And he's mm-hmm. leaving out mm-hmm. the part. You know, he said he looked up to Silk. You know, you mm-hmm. heard him say that or something like that. He said he made a reference yep. to Silk. And he did. I don't quite messages, remember what he said, but yes. In his group messages, he knew that me and Silk had caught on to what he was doing, you know. He knew that me and Silk realized he wasn't who he said he is. So he would message us wanting him to call him, wanting him to – and all we would just ignore Me and Silk would ignore him and laugh about it and screenshot it, send it to each other or whatever. Well, mm-hmm. in his group message, he's getting however many people are in his group message, 150 to 200, whatever. Like mm-hmm. saying me and Silk are losers, all this stuff – like saying mm-hmm. we're the fraud, you know, because he knew mm-hmm. the day was going to come where I was going to call him out and he wanted his mm-hmm. followers to like, he didn't think I was going to have a picture of his face. That's what it was. He didn't mm-hmm. think I was going to ever find whose pictures he was using. 
And I wouldn't have if it wasn't for, you know, Yeah Yo from Twitter. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have ever found it. And I was waiting until the day I found his pictures he was using to call him out. But so you don't I mean, believe him? You don't believe him when he says uh, he he knew this day was was coming sooner or later. You don't believe that? I, yeah, I do believe him. I do, and I think he was trying to prevent it by he would always send me messages saying like I would try to start arguments with him on Twitter just to see because you know how he argues with everyone. He would never mm-hmm. argue back with me because he knew that I had mm-hmm. busted out catfish accounts before. So mm-hmm. I was trying to get him. I was trying to get him just to argue with me one time so I could just bust him out. But I, I didn't – until last night, I had no real proof that he wasn't the guy in his pictures. But last night – All right. Well, listen, I I, I, I I could probably bring you on another time. I've got a – my call log here is jam-packed. Why don't we do this? You know, right. I could talk I could talk to about 100 people who, uh, you know, he's cut down on Twitter. And listen, Gator fans laugh their ass off about it. Um, and other fans not so much. So we could, yeah, I could have a hundred people ask why he was mean to this one and that one and the other. Let me ju- let me just ask you this: Why did you why why did you feel the need to put him out there, and what did you hope to accomplish by doing it? I just wanted people to know know like all his followers that worship him, call him a god, to realize he isn't what he says he is, and he he'll mm-hmm. go from telling telling them that Silk's a piece of shit. And all his mm-hmm. followers, I, I mean, I've seen I've seen messages of his followers calling Silk a faggot and other things like that. And then a few minutes later, he's asking Silk to call him because he wants to know info that Silk knows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, stuff like that. Um, right. And so that's what that's what really got you uh, going with him, and you were just waiting for that day. What made you exactly. so sure that and, he was not who he was saying that he was? Okay. Um Dating back to last year, you know who Tanner is. Tanner was in the band. I'm um, I'm from Tennessee, so I don't get down to Florida. I mean, that's a 12-hour drive for me. Last year, mm-hmm. I was going to the Alabama game, and he said he was going. And the Friday before the game, he got the flu. You know, he already had his ticket, supposedly. He got the flu and didn't come. And that was a little bit, you know, you don't pay that much for tickets, then not come. Well, then mm-hmm. he was supposed to come to the Tennessee game this year. Something came up. He sold his tickets. He said he never had tickets. He was going to go to the LSU game. He said he was going to sell. I mean, he was for sure going to the LSU game. He even messaged me asking me what section I was sitting in. Told me what section mm-hmm. he was sitting in. And then he supposedly sells those tickets too. But he never says who he sells them to, you know. And then he's going to go to the Florida State game. And, I mean, the things he's saying are so far off the wall. I mean, you know it's not. He said he was going to get box seats for the Florida State game. You know, nobody, mm-hmm. no 26-year-old, but people thought he was 20, you know. No 20 or 26-year-old is getting box seats, like renting out a whole box for his followers on Twitter. I mean, that's unheard of. And another thing is he's scamming people out of their money. I know he said earlier he doesn't know how he's scamming people because of his forum, but I've had pages mention me today and message me, you know, how he makes T-shirts, mm-hmm. you know, his T-shirt mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, well, okay. So let me let me ask you about that because when you're saying scam, that's you're talking about you know we paid for something and it wasn't delivered. Did the t-shirt did did folks who asked and paid for t-shirts get t-shirts? They got t-shirts. The thing is, that's not what I'm talking about. Not for fans. A page called LSU Logo (laughs) got Mm -hmm. with him and was going to make t-shirts and they were going to split the profit. Okay, and this is Mm -hmm. serious. The LSU page, Mm -hmm. the LSU Logo page, um. 
I think the total pro- they made four net shirts, like Leonard Fournette mm-hmm. shirts. Ryan was mm-hmm. the one that helped made them. No Florida fans really knew about it because it was LSU page. And then mm-hmm. he tells that they sold the ticket. I mean, they sold the T-shirts or whatever. And then he told mm-hmm. the LSU page that the T-shirt company canceled the order or whatever, and um, he couldn't get the and he wasn't going to be getting the three thousand dollars. And the okay. LSU logo right. page didn't really think much about it until last night when he realized, you know, he's a scam. Like he's not okay. who he says he is. He he's not like he thought he was a guy named Ron Bryant, and he's a guy mm-hmm. named Neil Cool. Okay, all right, I got you. And I mean, I'm, look, this is the guy that here that put this all out there that uh, I guess broke everyone's Twitter this 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 morning. Started early this morning, uh, and this is the guy that yeah. broke everyone's Twitter. What's your real name, by the way? My real name's Tyler Wadley. Tyler Wadley. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tyler Wadley. He's uh he's Typod on Twitter. If you want to follow and fill in some of the gaps, maybe that may exist in your knowledge of what went on here today, go follow him right now on Twitter, and you can get a lot more information. I don't have. I don't have a whole lot of time here left, so I can't really dig, uh, you know, too much more. But appreciate you coming on and sharing your half of it. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, all right. From there, I'm going to head to uh, someone else who wants in on the show, and it's uh, listen. I, you know, I don't have your real name. It's in any kind of weather. Am I correct? Got it. And all bringing kinds on guests of by. Uh, I'm, bringing, I'm bringing guests on uh, by their Twitter names. In all kinds of weather joins us here on the Gridiron Stud Show to shed some light on it. I guess you're uh, you're the you're the next one that wants to take take his shots. I feel like I've got a pinata bag sitting up here, but yes. Uh alright. Well first of all, um my name is also Neil. So let's Neil. get that out there. How about that? How yeah. about that? Yep, I know, I know. Trust me, I've been hearing that and nothing but that for the past uh, some eighteen, nineteen hours since Ty put that out there. And his name is Neil Cool. Believe me, I've I've heard every variation of the joke you can possibly think of. But first, I want to preface what I'm I'm about to say, okay, by saying that some of Ryan's info was legit. Some of it was real. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Mm -hmm. he gave people some good – he he made their money worth it sometimes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, In a a world like college football recruiting – Mm-hmm. You friend recruits, you talk to them, uh, mm-hmm. you you know how to speak their language, you you, you learn how to deal with the, with kids, right? And right. you do right. it enough, you get good at it, you get in with them, mm-hmm. and you can get some information out of them. So that's mm-hmm. my guess as to how he did it. I'm sure people are wondering, well, if he's a fraud, how is he? How did he do this? How did he get all this information if he's fake? Well, that's. My yeah, would I, wait, hold on. Would I be fair? Would I be fair if I took a shot at some of the reporters and perhaps you included if I said, you know what? He's kind of better than uh, a lot of these guys that do this for a living at this stuff. Right or wrong? Well, that again, that's that's very uh you're asking a very black and white question here. Uh the answer is gray. Okay? That mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes there is info that he has that we don't mm-hmm. have. But now mm-hmm. I'm going to put something out there. What mm-hmm. Ty didn't get a chance to mention, I think he wanted to, uh, what Neil Cool didn't mention was that mm-hmm. he had been staying in the forum for, I want to say weeks, it might, it might have been months, for a good period of time that Bob Stoops was going to be the next Florida coach. Okay? Now, mm-hmm. I am, you know, I have 
some sources. Um, I run hmm. the Fox Sports Florida Gators blog, and all kinds of weather is the Florida blog on their Fox Sports Engage network, which, long story short, has one blog for every team in every sport. So I'm the Florida Gators one. Like, there's the Indiana Pacers one, New York Mets, uh, LA yeah. Clippers, whatever. Like, every sport, every league, whatever they've got one, I'm the Florida one. So I do okay. have some sources. And I will say that Bob Stoops had been discussed in meetings, okay? Mm-hmm. That he okay. had been discussed as the next head coach in Florida, in, uh, in meetings at the University of Florida among higher-ups. In no way, okay. shape, or form... Was he offered the job? Did he accept the job? Did mm-hmm. he even express interest in the job? Mm-hmm. And here is Clutch Like MJ saying, well, he's it's a done deal. Stoops, baby. And, and I have screenshots, too. Uh, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's not really, this really the platform. I saw that, screenshots to that, to that effect, but hold on. I mean, listen, you're in, the, in this day and age, okay, and you're talking to someone who's 43 years old who grew up with Walter Cronkite where, you know, you just didn't run a story unless you absolutely positively knew it was fact. We don't live in that era anymore. And so is that a crime? Um, because it is one that I've seen perpetrated quite often. Um, you could do it with any coaching search where people say things like they're absolutes and they turn out not to be absolutes, but as long as they got the clicks, they're fine. This goes on all the time. Can you crucify that's a wrong. guy over that? That's that's, that's the wrong. world we live in. That's 100 percent wrong. If you if if you want to say uh, he's a favorite, and I will even if, even if he said I predict he's going to be mm-hmm. the coach, and then he gets mm-hmm. that wrong, then people are going to be ah ha 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 nice job, Butch, nice nice job, Brian. He, you know they'll they'll throw profanities at him, they'll call him names, and say hey, great job, thanks for that info. But there's nothing you can actually do to him if mm-hmm. he put that he's the favorite where I predict he'll be in a form. Mm-hmm. The fact that he charges mm-hmm. people this insane amount of money for the form, for Bob Stoops will be the coach, done deal, that mm-hmm. in fact is mm-hmm. so wrong. I don't have the words to adequately express my anger about that. You do not mm-hmm. charge people all that money for something that big. And let's face it, half the info that he, more than half, God, 95% of the info he puts mm-hmm. up there is, is information that people, I would say, could live without. It's cool to know, you know, hey, this guy enjoyed his visit. Hey, Jordan Scarlett had a good time. Hey, this guy mm-hmm. got drunk last night. Whatever. That's cool. We can live without it. Okay? It's not mm-hmm. like we're bouncing up and down on our toes waiting to see. So why did people buy why, – why did people pay? Why did people pay? Why did they stay? Why did people what? Why did people pay to be in the forum to get information? Why did they stay in the forum? Why if, did if what you're saying is true, that I mean, what was the allure? What why why, why were they following this guy? Because they must have believed some other stuff that he said. But the the other thing about clutch that I really didn't want to get too much into that. My main point was that he has. I'm convinced he's got some sort of bipolar disorder. Okay, because he mm-hmm. would, in some way, in you know, one minute he would act all nice and friendly to me, or and others, but me particularly. Mm-hmm. And then the next minute, when I said something that didn't sit well with him, he'd flip. And an example of this is when I first signed a deal with Fox to make in all kinds of weather their blog on their on their network, and he texted me saying, "Congratulations mm-hmm. on Fox Sports, bro." 
I knew okay. that he knew about my signing the deal months before he texted me. So I knew something mm-hmm. else was coming. He, he, he didn't just say that out to be nice. This was like two months after I signed that deal. I knew there was something more to it. And about an hour mm-hmm. later, an hour and a half later, he goes, how are you going to pay me, bro? And, and and that just completely right. I did first. see that. I did see those. I did see those uh, those screenshots that you put out there today. Well, okay, and, and and all right. So then I'll just do it. I'll just go through it briefly for those who are who maybe not, you know, maybe are not uh, familiar with them. I said, you know, I'm I'm not. I, I can't do it right now. Sorry. And then he says something extremely racist that I mm. I really don't want to repeat because I, I I know this won't sit well with you. He uses the N word and he says WTF. Don't be, and then he goes and says it. He doesn't start it. He doesn't say with mm. an A at the end. He says N-I-G-G-E-R. Do not be okay. an N-I-G-G-E-R. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, man? Come on. What, what, there, even if you're that angry, why would you go to one of the worst things you can say to someone? I, I don't. I got you. So at the end of the day, and, and listen, I, I hate to cut you off because I'm, I'm low on time here, and I think I've got at least a couple other guys here that I need to get on. At the end of the day, uh, you think he was a you think he's a fraud? You think his message board was a scam? Is that what you believe, or yeah. uh, is it uh, is it not like no. some of the other other things we've got out there? What what's your final thought on that I, before I let you go? I do think he's a fraud, and I want to share something else very quickly. UF has been on to him for some time now. Uh, not mm-hmm. I don't even think it was for recruiting. It was for mm-hmm. some copyright stuff on his videos. All right. Okay. I, I spoke with someone at UF about uh, last spring. And they said directly, we're on, we're after him. Okay, we we think something's off with him. Uh, some something about him's not right. He's doing something that that that's wrong or illegal in some way. We just can't put our finger on. It. Uh, All I, right, I, and I, you I, know what? I hate to cut you off, but we're gonna have to leave it at that because I don't have much time left here on the show. Feel free to converse with me on Twitter about it. Um, we could share some back and forths there, and last, perhaps last uh, I have another show with it on. But appreciate you coming on. Yep, no problem. All right. Let me see if I can run through some some more of the callers here. Caller, you're on a Great Iron Stud show. Do you have a question, comment, thought? Hello? Yes. Oh man, I didn't even know I was on here. Yeah, I was I have a comment. I mean I mean it's gotta be quick. To, well, all right, listen, bottom line is you know, you, you pay for information that you are trusting someone to give the truth. So mm-hmm. not that he's not relaying information. He never said his mm-hmm. Website is an entertainment website. He said his. He even says in his mission statement that he will deliver the truth. And the problem is, is, is that now his trust is being has has been betrayed. He's betrayed his fans of his trust. So that's gotcha. I got you on your statement on that. We're gonna to have to leave it at that. Uh, you, you've made your point. Uh, and, and you know, not to not to belittle any of the folks here, but I just gotta kind of run through these things. Caller, you on the Gridiron Stud Show? Do you have a question or comment? You got to make it quick. Hello. Yes. Question or comment? Me? Real quick. Oh, this is by a sports guy. I just want to say free Chico. Um, shout out to my boys in Gator Gang. That's about it. Thank you guys. All right. Caller, you on the Gridiron Stud Show? Do you have a question or comment? All right. Nothing there. Sorry, folks, running through this. Caller, you're on the Gridiron Stud Show. Do you have a question or comment? Nothing there. Got a Gainesville number here. Definitely got to check this one out. Caller, you're on the Gridiron Stud Show. Do you have a question or comment? I have to assume that's me. This is Juice Brenner. 
Uh, Juice Brenner, Ray, man. I'd love to keep <laughs> you on here for a while, man. But real quick, kind of like uh, 30 seconds, give me, give me the, give me the okay. juice. <laughs> I had three points. I'm cutting it down to one. There was one thing good. that Neil was good for. It's that we met yeah. some really cool people through Twitter. Can't tell mm-hmm. you how many, like dozens, dozens of cool people that I've met. You know, yeah, I met you. Neil was weird. You know, it doesn't mean that all these people were. You know, a lot of these people I consider my friends now. So uh, shout out all to right. Gator Gang. Uh, pick up the pieces and move on because, uh, you know, we're still 9-1. Don't forget that. Got you. So, definitely. It's definitely still Thanks, a, a good season. Appreciate you coming on. Caller, you're on the Gridiron Stud Show. Do you have a question or comment? Yes. Question or oh, comment? Got to make question. it quick. Yeah, I got a question. The question is, what happens to the people that just paid to get into the forum, just like in the last couple of days? What happens with those All right, people? I – I apologize. I'm not the one that asked that question to you. We'll have to take that up with Neil. From what he said on the show, the forum will continue. Information will continue to be posted in there. But, again, I'm not the one to take that up with. I do appreciate you listening and calling into the show. Caller, you're on the Gridiron Stud Show. Do you have a question or comment? Yeah, what's up, man? It's Silk. Man, I, got, I got a question. Uh, oh, Silk Meister's on here. Silk, I'm gonna give you a full sixty. Like uh, I'm doing the full timeout uh, motion right here. Go ahead. What do you got? What I got is, I mean, I need y'all to keep it 100 on here, man. This dude played games. Um, I don't want to get into the, the, the scamming shit he did mm-hmm. on, on, mm-hmm. on Twitter and the games he mm-hmm. played. But he played what bugged you the games. What bugged you the most? And I, I hate to push you along because I'm limited time. What bugs you? What bugged you the most? What bugged me the most was what should bug any grown man. A grown man mm-hmm. pretending to be another grown man and lying about little boys. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Just keep it 100. That's weird. No grown man mm-hmm. should dress, pretend to be another grown man, period. But then lying mm-hmm. to little boys, high school boys. And I'm just keep it a buck, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Chad, come on, man. You got high school kids. You think it's okay for another grown man to dress up like, to, to be another grown man? And, and 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 pretty much play games with kids. That's corny, man. Definitely not. Hey, oh, no, y- y'all trying, definitely not saying it's okay. Y'all trying to no, y'all trying to y'all trying to sugarcoat it. The dude played games and he playing with kids' future. Let's keep it all the way funky. Well, like <laughs> as I as I know, Silk will. Hey, Silk, listen, man. Um, I I I know you're upset. Um, I know I what upset. you're saying. What you're saying obviously makes sense. Upset. You sound upset. Well, I would say I'll, I'll say this to you. I'll say this to you, Silk. Listen, this is a world we live in. If you think this is the only time that this has happened, no if you think it's not in, happening I'm currently, talking, 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 if you I'm, think I'm, it's I'm, not going to happen in the second. future, it it is. You got the whole show, player. Let me give me, let me get a second, dog. Listen, I, I understand you talking about this is the world we live in. I'm talking as a father. You know, so I'm, a, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a man before I'm anything, my dude. You know, so as a man, I'm not going to pretend to be another man. And then, and also as a man, I'm not going to be sitting here and say it's okay what he's doing to talk to 17-year-old boys and convince them to go to a school or convince them to make life-changing decisions based on what he's saying when he's not even being real with himself. That's All right, point. so let me stop you right there, Silk. Let me, Silk, let me stop you. Let me stop you, Silk. I got two kids of my own. Both of them have spoken to Neil. And if you're doing your job as a dad, as you are, Silk, as I am, you don't have to worry about stuff like that because you keep no, well, kids up to stuff like that that's out there. I, underst- I, I understand that, that and that's the perils that's the out there. And then now you you need to be a mentor. You, we need, we need oh, no, mentors. No, you can't protect no, no, them from everyone. Else. No, y'all need to mentor that weirdo. 
You talking about? I what are we gonna do? Are we gonna stop him? Uh, would we? Can we stop no, him? We can't listen. stop him. All oh, you gotta do is be a dad and be a mentor. Be a dad and be a mentor. You're a dad to your kids. Go be a mentor to others who don't. You need to tell that grown man, hey man, go get your job, with your life, and go and get your shit together, man. Because what you're doing is corny. You're ruining kids' lives. I got you, so I got ten seconds left on the show before we go, man. I appreciate you calling in. We can talk some more on Twitter because uh, sounds like you got a Y'all lot more to say. Fuck, man. Stop that corny I got shit. you. All right. All right, folks, that's the end of this great show. Listen, one for the ages, an epic one, and I got to leave it at that. Apologize if there's ever a time to have a four-hour show. It was tonight, but unfortunately can't do that. So got to take off. Thanks for listening to the Great Iron Stud Show. See you guys tomorrow at 10 a.m.